the reason for my quick success was so the big question is what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate to get the answers we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success if you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com partner or you can just click the link in the description below my name is andrew dunn and my name is peter michael welcome to elite agent secrets Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Mike Williams. Now get this, Mike has been selling real estate for just a little bit over five years, and he's averaging at least 35 to 40 transactions per year. As a first year, he was recognized as the Louisiana Statewide Rookie of the Year as a licensee, has won several brokerage level awards, including MVP, Mr. Hustle and Multiple Agent of the Month Awards. I had, Mike, I had to highlight that there for you because when we cover today's topics, we're going to be talking about going to the office, hanging out with winners. We're going to be talking about low stress, no pressure way of running your business in topic number two, which is something that I desperately need like yesterday. And topic number three, we're going to talk about how the hell to leverage 30 plus years of small business ownership and 12 years of elected city council in his hometown to build business. But if you're not in the same exact position, we're gonna give you the blueprint on how to create similar of nature circumstances. So Mike, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, glad to be here. You know, I I, I love their conversation pre-show because I got a glimpse into who you are and and a little bit of your personality. You're so humble. So guys, for all you listening, just know that I'm going to have to pull a few things out of Mike here today because 35 to 40 deals a year is no small, small undertaking. And he proceeded to tell me that he's a typical realtor who doesn't post, doesn't do anything, you know, absolute. Yeah, he needs a little bit of help on the follow-up with clients, and yet it shows you that you can be successful in this business. So, Mike, take us back to day one. How did you get started and why real estate? So, as I mentioned, I, we were in the restaurant business for 32 years, uh, Subway restaurants to be specific, and that business was changing. And um, as we were getting a little bit older in age, we just it was something that we knew we probably wanted to and needed to transition out of. and. I have a very good friend, uh, best friend, who's a realtor, and I talked to him a couple of times, and he uh, offered me, at the first time I thought about it, we had three locations, and he said, Mike, you can't you can't do this part-time and be successful, and uh, he is 100% right, by the way. Uh, I see a lot of people getting into business that, that are trying to do both. They're trying to keep the full-time job, which at this time, the way the market is, is probably a good idea. You should keep your full-time job, but it doesn't mean you're also going to be successful um, as a realtor, but we got down to one location and I, I kind of saw times were again changing and, and I wanted to do something different. And I got my license and um, went to work for, for a local Remax owner who, who was great. And uh, we, talk, we talked about, you know, going to the office. And I, I, I share this with new agents. You want to go where, where, the, where the people are that are doing the 35 or 40 or 60 or 100 deals a year. I wanted to go and, and soak up as much information as possible. I bugged the crap out of out of my fellow agents when I was new, um, and and to my and to my broker's credit, he had very good training 
tried to go to as many trainings as I could. Now, six years later down the road, I don't, I don't go to the office as much and I don't do all those basic trainings, but I do try to uh, still hang around with, with people that are doing a lot of business that are, that are uh, successful. You know, I recently actually ended up switching offices and, you know, ironically, our topic number one is going all, going to the office and hanging out with winners. I'm going to circle back and kind of talk about your trajectory in a second. Um, and it has really changed my business a whole lot. And it has been because of, I, I realized that for somebody like myself, I do require a little bit of proximity um, in order to be able to progress. And, 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 I'll, and I'll explain what I mean. Uh, but when it comes to your first year, second year, third year, numbers wise, how many deals did you do your first year, second year, third year before you started getting to that 35, 40 recurring? I'm going to be honest with you. I think my first year I was over 30 deals. Um, Seriously? Yeah, my first full year. Yeah, that's when I was uh, mentioned. It was kind of funny. I joke about being a 52-year-old rookie, but my first year I was, we were at our REMAX Awards ceremony and I was thinking, answering an email when they were given, when they were announcing the Rookie of the Year Award. I, it wasn't even on my mind. And, you know, they called my name. I was shocked. And later I asked my broker, I said, what is that based on? Is that, did you have anything to do with this? And he said, no, it's strictly numbers, um, transactions and sales. So I've just been very fortunate, uh, again, since, since year my first full year to be over that 30 transaction mark. Uh, and it, okay, so so I have to unpack this because the audience is probably sitting, thinking, scratching their heads, like, how the F did you do this? Um tell us what you did, like how how like because I'm assuming yes, you were going to the office, but going to the office didn't get you those deals. It did not, it did not. Um it, it got me the the ability and knowledge to work those deals. But I think my my personal sphere after being involved in a community for 30 plus years, running my businesses, being involved in Chamber of Commerce and other nonprofit rotary club, those types of organizations, just people knowing, and we live in a community of 20,000 people. So it's not huge. Everybody, everybody kind of knows everybody. And uh, I think that, and in 12 years on, on the city council, I've made a lot of connections. And I just, I, you know, say most people, some people like me, most people trust me, but I really think I do have a decent reputation in our community. And, and um, really my first month I had one deal canceled, but I'll, if that deal would have closed, I would have had a million dollar month my first month, um, which kind of spoils you in a way. Cause you're like, man, this is easy. And then reality sets in and it's, you see, it's really not that easy. Um, but I think the reason for my quick success was, the we're kind of skipping to the third subject, but uh, taking advantage of the people that I know, the, the sphere of influence. And you hear people say all the time, you need to tell everybody that you're selling real estate. You got to tell your family because they don't, if you don't, they'll they'll call someone else and you'll see that on Facebook or something and go, man, why didn't they use me? Well, it's my fault if I don't tell you because um, people, People don't pay attention to that. And a lot of people I've, I've come to realize don't understand how real estate works, how real estate agents work, how we make our living. They think it's okay to maybe engage two or three buyers agents when they're looking for a house and say, you know, whoever finds me their house first, 
I'm going to go with them. And that's not obviously as real estate agents, that's, we never want to see that. Um, but getting back to how I did it, I think it, it simply was, I, I was fortunate that I had that, those connections over those 30 years uh, of being in business. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So we'll circle back in topic number three and figure out how to leverage your previous connections. But let's focus on topic number one, going back to what we were talking about, going to the office, proximity being power. I found that myself, and I'm curious to get your take on this since this is your topic, is that hanging out with winners, first of all, allowed me to see what I didn't see. And second of all, it allowed me to see what they were doing that I wasn't doing. Or maybe the other way around, what what I was doing that they weren't doing. And now all of a sudden it created a room for collaboration because now we are exchanging different skill sets in order to both grow our businesses. So why, why is it so important? Like, why do you still make it a point this day? Maybe not as often, but why do you still get to the office? Um, I, I don't go as often as I did. I did change brokerages. My office is now about 45 minutes away from my house. Um, but I still love going to the office. I still have a physical office space um, at, at Remax first, which, which is where I'm at now. Um, now, the reason I go to the office is because my broker that I'm with is a, is a commercial genius. And um, the reason I, I made the switch is I, I am doing a little bit more commercial, a little bit more development. So now when I go to the office, it truly is and learn from my broker. Um, uh, but getting back to the basics, again, you want to, you just pick up little nuggets. Maybe you'll pick up a deal. Maybe you have a, a listing and you mention it to someone in the office and they go, Hey, I got a buyer for you. It's just, it's just being in an environment is, is conducive to growing your business. That's what I found. If you don't, if you're a new agent and you don't go to the office, it, you're missing out on a big part of, of your, um, of developing your business. That That's just my opinion. I, and I think it did work for me. Um, I would go into the office, even if I didn't have anything specific to do that day and just hang out with my broker or fellow agents and, and talk shop and talk deals and try to go to every single meeting. We had a, a staff meeting every week and we all talked about our deals. And uh, my broker at the time was, was very proud to say, you know, that we, we got a lot of in-house deals because we were discussing amongst ourselves those, those deals. And, and so it's just, um, if you're a new agent or if you're looking to build your business, go to the office, hang out with the top producers, get to know them, pick their brain, uh, let them help you. But I think most of the people in this business are willing to help our, our cohorts. Um, maybe you occasionally run into somebody that doesn't want to help, but. Well, what, what are some of the, um, some of the ways you were able to get in front of some of these top producers that were hanging out at the office? Was it just simply going up and asking for help? Did you join the team or did, were they just seeing you in the office so frequently that they, you know, took an interest in you or what, what did that look like? That I did not join a team, um, first of all, but um, yeah, it was just kind of, you know, if I had a question about a deal, if I needed advice on a purchase agreement or something, I would just go knock on their door and say, hey, you got a minute. And for the most part, they were always willing to help. Um, and I just, again, you, 
you know, you go to real estate school and they, they teach you the stuff to pass the test, but they don't teach you real estate. I, I remember a story. The first time I was working um, desk duty on a Saturday, I used to, I used to always love working on Saturdays, 10 to two, four hours. I mean, if I got a call, it could be, could be great. Most times you didn't get a call, but it was always, I always wanted to work desk duty. And I was in there like my first Saturday, my broker was there with me and I got a call and was all excited. And I want to go look at a house on Sunday. So I kind of put the phone down and said, hey, he wants to go see a house tomorrow. And my broker said, well, that's great. I'm like, I, I don't know how to show a house. Yeah, they don't teach you that in real estate school. So um, just being around your broker or your, or your fellow agents, just something as simple as, hey, man, I know how to unlock a locker. What do I do then? Um, especially you, this may come before you go through your broker level training. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, it's funny you say that because when I started out, I was at an amazing brokerage, but it was fully virtual. Um, and I had to find people locally that were here that were willing to lend a hand that I could get around to figure out some of these things. And then to be honest with you, I just winged it. Now I'm not telling you guys to wing it, but if you open the door and you just have a ton of confidence in trying to fumble fuck your way through and figure out what to say, how to say it. I found that you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. And some people like to be left alone more so when they're looking to the house and you can kind of pick up on that. Some people want to get the little, you know, full 120 degree sales view. pitch. Sales pitch. Yeah, the sales pitch. And here's the thing. I took out my phone. I said, listen, we're going to see a few properties. I physically can't remember them all. It is almost impossible. But here's this house. Here's the address. Here's the square footage. And I got super familiar with my tools. And I very much leaned on my tools in order to get the information that I needed. Right. And I think, um, you know, you hit on a good point as far as you know, the first couple of times you meet with someone about listing their house, at least for me, I was nervous about telling them what, what they what I thought they needed to do, because I really didn't have the experience to say, hey, you need to take these family pictures down and you need to pack up all the stuff because you're moving anyway. Pack it all up. Um, so it took me a while to really feel confident and to realize that that most people want your expertise. That's why you're there. Not just there. Exactly. Put a sign in the yard. You put a lock on the door. You're there to give them advice. Whether or not they follow or not is ultimately up to them. I mean, that's what I tell. Sometimes you visit uh, a listing, a potential listing. They have children and they got toys. All that. Well, it's not practical to think they're going to pick up all the children's toys. They're still going to live there. Um, but but I think for the most part they they're looking for that advice, that expertise. And I think the longer you do it, the at least for me the more comfortable I became and saying, Hey, this is what I think, you know, you need to do. Uh, so well, it's, all, it's, all, it's also repetition, right? It's familiarity. So like yes. you going to the office and just knowing where things are, when somebody walks by and now you can help them. Right. And all of a sudden strike up a conversation. And here's like, I always go by the law of five, Right. The five people you hang out with the most are the ones you become like the most. So if you hang out with five brokies, guess what? Probably going to be broke because the financial conversations you're going to get are going to have are not going to exist or they're going to be around broke things. 
If you hang out with five millionaires, it's going to be very hard for you not to become one unless you're really resisting or just not listening, right? That, that is the truth, you know, and I had, I was fortunate. I, I mentioned, you know, my, my best friend who's a realtor and, and he offered a lot of advice. And, and one of it was, look, if, if you have some success, save your money because the market changes and there's going to be, t- there's going to be times when you're going to be slow and you know, this business is strictly commissioned. So if you don't sell, you don't get paid. And um, so I'm fortunate enough to kind of follow that advice and I can survive a little bit of a slow time. Um, but you're right. The, the people you hang out with will, will definitely influence you and in the way you do your job and the way you run your business. I think it's important to hang out with people that, again, hang in with winners, the people that are doing the deals. Um, you know, we have, we have a guy in our office now. He, it's a team, but it's mostly him. He's doing over 100 transactions a year. He comes in and flip-flop shorts and a baseball cap, and he's just as chill as can be. That's what his clients expect. That's what they, you know, he just rocks it. And I love going and talk, talking to him. And uh, when I when I did switch over to my new brokerage, I met this agent who was, I thought she was very successful. Hey, I want to take you to lunch. She goes, oh, okay. And I said, I just want to pick your brain. And uh, of course, I think from a success standpoint, I was pretty much right there with her. But any little nuggets of information I can pick up that I can implement. Sometimes I'll learn stuff that I know I should be doing. Like everybody says, video is big right now. You should be doing video. I am do video. I'm going to look at the space. I'm not going to do video. Um, but so not everything that you maybe pick up on is something you can implement, but the one or two little things, um, you get one or two extra deals a year. That could be 10, 12, $14,000. Who would want to have that extra, who wouldn't want to have that extra money? 30,000, you know what I mean? Right, right. So who wouldn't want to have that extra money for doing something? Probably if I did video, maybe I'd pick up a couple extra deals a year. So I'm going to sit here and talk myself into it. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 